Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is from our walk series, which looks at different Bible verses that mention the conduct that we're to have as Christians. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Well, Ephesians 5 is where we're going to be, and um, we've been going through this series, and we just started last week on, um, on the walk and the walk of a believer. And what we looked at last week is understanding uh, just some key phrases from Scripture about how a Christian should walk. And when you look at the, um, the phrase to walk, the word walk right there, it means to live out, uh, to be occupied with. And last week, if you were here, last week we learned about being occupied with, uh, with the Lord. And the phrase that we looked at was to walk in Him. And you found that being addressed, of course, Paul saying, so walk ye in him. Hey, be occupied with him. Don't get deterred. Don't get uh, uh, looking at the other lanes around you. Instead, be occupied with the Lord. And uh, this week, we're going to come and and we're going to be in Ephesians 5. And uh, we're going to learn about the idea of what it means to walk as children of light. To walk as the children of light. And uh, so let me ask you... You want to go tell Rob that those are the wrong slides? Would you do that? Thanks. Uh, I'm going to uh, want to want to ask you a question. He's got it, Brian or uh, Mike. They got it. Um, let me ask you a question. How many of you uh, are still afraid of the dark? Okay, you're not afraid of the dark. A little bit. Uh, <clears throat> how many of you would be honest that you have been afraid of the dark? Okay, good. How many of you aren't going to raise your hand? Okay, good. There's a couple. <clears throat> you know what? I remember growing up that uh, I, I, I don't think I ever was terrified of the dark, but I remember uh, being young, and of course, I, I was kind of, it's interesting because now I know where my daughter gets it, um, but I would be the one that when I was going to bed, uh, I'd want to be like, Dad, are you guys, you guys staying up tonight? Are you going to bed right now? And he'd be like, no, no. I'm, and of course, Dad, he's always been a night owl. He'd He'd sit out, and I remember many nights walking out of the living room at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning, and Dad would be sitting there studying, watching a Western, and he'd, John Wayne would be on there or something like that, and, and Dad'd just be watching, or, well, he'd be kind of going like this, <laughs> get up and study a little bit. And I remember asking that question, well, are you guys going to bed yet? Because I, I don't want you to go to bed until I'm asleep. You know, when I'm asleep, then you go to bed. Well, now Lena, that's her. She does that all the time. She's, I mean, every night she'll say to us, she'll just be like, are you guys, uh, you guys going to bed right now? And I'll be like, don't worry about it, Lena. And well, you know, she'll, well, are you guys going to watch a movie tonight? Are you, are you, are you going to go in your room? Are you guys, are, is anybody staying up in the living room? I mean, she always just wants to have all these answers. And the reason is she's still a little afraid of the dark. That's okay. That was me. It was probably like 17. Like, dad, are you going to bed? You know, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? We all kind of deal uh, with being afraid of the dark. But I'm going to give you this thought. If you've ever struggled with being afraid of the dark, then tonight's challenge, it's going to be an encouragement for you. Because as a Christian, we're challenged to not be in the dark. Don't walk in the dark, walk in the light. And we're going to understand more about that tonight. And so why don't you grab your Bible? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5 and let's stand together. Ephesians chapter 5. <clears throat> and uh, beginning in verse number 8, Ephesians chapter 5, 
And verse number eight, it says this. It says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which were done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Go back to verse number eight again. Jesus says there, uh, Paul writes this. Of course, the Lord writes it through, through Paul. And it simply says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Read that, read that last phrase with me. Ready, begin. Walk, walk as children of light. I love the thought that Paul writes to the believers there because he's simply saying this. Hey, you used to be in the darkness. Now you're in the light. Stay in the light. He's not talking about losing salvation. He's talking about where our focus is, what we're living in, what we're occupied with. And tonight we're going to look at the idea of what it means to walk as children of light. And we're going we're gonna to learn really some keys in it and then learn what it means and, uh, and how we can accomplish walking in the light. So let's pray and then we'll get into the word tonight. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, why don't you take just a moment and ask God to speak to you. And then make the commitment, God, if you speak to me, I'm listening to you tonight. And I'm going to respond to you tonight. Dear Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for the challenges. Lord, thank you for just the, uh, the truth that we have here. And I pray that you'd help us tonight to understand it. I pray that you'd help us to be able to apply it into um, our coming days, and Lord, that we would just make a decision to walk in the light, to be occupied, to live in the light. And Lord, we love you. I pray that you bless our time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. <clears throat> when you hear that phrase, to walk as children of light, uh, we need to understand what does it mean to walk in the light. When we receive Christ as our Savior, you know, when you put your faith and your trust in Him, the Word of God tells us in the book of Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made what? All things are become or made new. And we've got to understand that before we got saved, you and I, we were, and we've been going through this in our Real Christianity series, we were bound to sin. Okay, we were, we were bound to sin. A an unsaved person knows nothing different than the nature, the flesh of sin. Now, can an unsaved person not sin? Yeah, they can do that through like a conscience, right? I mean, God, God instills in all of us just a conscience of knowing right and wrong that's in us. But until salvation, we don't have the ability to walk consistently away from sin. You're going to always be coming back to it, always be pulled to it, all right? But when Christ comes in, things change. Now, here's the comparison that's made in Scripture. When we're in sin, when we're unsaved, 
The comparison is that we are in darkness. All right, you can go to, um, oh, First Timothy. Give me a second. Let me look in here. Got to look in my brain to figure out where it is. I can't find it. Um, <clears throat> you know, in Scripture where it talks about the devil hath blinded the minds of them. And uh, it's in Romans and it's in Peter. And it's in those couple of places. And when you look at it, it says that the devil, he's blinded the minds. Well, what's he, blind, what's he doing? He's putting darkness on people's minds to keep them from the Lord. Do we, do we understand that tonight? So we're walk, walking in darkness. But when we get saved, the Bible says that we begin to walk in the light. Now we're seeing things differently. Book of 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> this is a good example of it. The book of 1 Corinthians, it says that the preaching of the word of God, to them who are not saved, it's what? Foolishness. But to those who are saved, man, it's the power. It's the power of God unto salvation. Okay, so what's the difference? The person who's not saved, and think about this. Think about your friends that you know that don't go to church and don't follow the Lord and they don't, they're not saved. The fact that you go to church, the fact that you tithe, the fact that, uh, that you are faithful, the, the fact that you uh, get up in the mornings and spend time reading the word of God, all of those things, to an unsaved person, does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense at all. Think about your family when maybe they were saved and you weren't. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because you're, we're blinded. We're in darkness. But once we get saved... Now, for the believer, and for a growing believer, we're looking at church and Bible studies and uh, looking at different uh, um, the you know men's breakfasts and ladies' Bible studies and revival meetings and special services. We're looking at those, and we're looking at them. A, a Christian walking with the Lord is going to be looking at them and saying, "Truth, I need truth. I need preaching. I need the fellowship. I need the encouragement." And it makes sense. It makes sense to be in church. And so what's the difference? Darkness and light. When Christ comes in through the light of his word and his spirit, we're, taking from the old, we're taken from the old path of darkness, the path of carnality, that path of sin, our sin nature, and we're set on the new path, a path of, of righteousness, a path of a spiritual awakening. Jesus said it this way in John 12, I am come a light or, well, I went right past it. He said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. That's what he says. Hey, I've come to bring light so that you don't live in darkness. You can go to 1 Thessalonians, and Paul wrote it this way. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. And so there's the comparisons, and that's all I want you to see and want us to get tonight is the, the groundwork. The comparison is, hey, before you were saved, you were in darkness, you were blinded, but now you're saved, you are in the light, you are in the day, you can see. It makes sense then that we're in a voting year, we're in a political year, so I'll talk politics for just a second. <clears throat> The, there's, this, there's the far extremes. You have the super far right and the super far left. Everybody on the super far right, super far left, they believe that the answer to 
the problems in our country are their solutions. That's what they believe, right? And, they, and they'll get up and they'll debate and they'll, they'll uh, if you watch, anybody watch any of the Democratic debate last night, you know, just part of it. Uh, man, if you watch even just a highlight of it, here's what you see. What? And they're just yelling back and forth and going, you know, this is my idea. No, and I'm, you know, and they're yelling, just blaming each other. And you're like, what'd they even say? Man, it's any of them, all right? But then you go to, you know, four years ago and you go to the Republicans debate and they were the same thing, just insulting each other. Well, no, you and, you know, we would probably, most of us in this room probably line up with one group more than the other. But here's what we need to understand. What they're looking at, far right, far left, they're saying the solution for our country is the way I see things. But a Christian, a Christian often looks at things and says, no, no, he's the solution. No, God's the solution. Well, no, we need this. No, we need God. Well, we need to vote this way. No, we need to vote God. What is all of that? That's just getting back. And, well, why does a Christian see it that way? Because we're in the light. It doesn't make us better than others. It just makes us, we're saved. We look at it and go, no, that, that solution is not the way it needs to go. We're children of light. And so since we're children of light, we need to walk as children of light. Because here's what we often do. Believers, even though we are saved, all of us have done this. We found ourselves over here living like we're not saved. Oh, it doesn't mean you're going back out and, and uh, you know, we kind of go to the extremes. I'm not living like I'm not saved. I don't go out and party. And my dad say, I don't drink and, uh, what'd you say, drink and smoke and run with, I don't know, what, what, what'd you used to say? <laughs> yeah, drink and smoke and, I don't drink and smoke and chew and run with those that do. Sorry, man, I couldn't remember chemo brain. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry. Do a father-son moment for just a second. He'd say, I don't drink and smoke and chew and run with those that do. And, you know, we have these extremes. Well, I'm not living in darkness because I'm not. But the truth is that there can be a lot of Christians, think about this, there can be a lot of Christians that may not live in the extreme. They may be in church, but they're not living like the Lord. They're not living like the light. Their home and their marriage and their spirit, it doesn't reflect Christ. It reflects darkness. And so this is where Paul's challenge comes in. He says, I want to encourage you, walk as children of light. So how do we walk as children of light? I want us to see tonight that when you and I, when we are walking as children of light, we're going to remember a few things. Number one, we'll remember that light examines. Light examines. <clears throat> if you go to our passage, verse number nine, Paul, or we'll go to verse number 10. Uh, verse number eight, he says, walk as children of light. Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Verse 10, 11, and 12, Paul is explaining to these believers how to walk as children of light and know that light, it examines some things. Um, if I'm going to try and look at something in detail, uh, do I turn the lights out to look? 
No, I turn the lights on. If I'm going to go like, it, like I did uh, just the other day, under my dresser, something fell down. How many of you have uh, maybe a dresser is a little, you know, there's just a little bit underneath there and something fell and started rolling. Oh man. So I, I get down, I look under the dresser and I'm like, I can't see anything. So I grab my phone and you know what I do? I go like that and I turn my flashlight on. You know why I turn my flashlight on? Because that light helps me examine underneath there. I can see what I'm looking at. It examines, when you think about this, The reason I use the light is because the light helps me examine. It helps me to see in detail what I need to see. Notice some of the wording that you read here in verse number 10. Verse 10, Paul says, to prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. That word prove, it means to test or to discern. Here's the idea. When I'm walking in the light, I'm going to be discerning what is acceptable to the Lord in my life. When I'm walking in the light, I'm not going to have, verse number 11, fellowship with the unfruitful or the barren or the unfulfilling works of darkness. Instead, I'm going to reprove them. I'm going to, the word reprove in this verse, it means to show something different. And so the idea here is that when a believer is walking, is going in, they're going to be examining the works that's taking place in their life. Verse number 10 or verse number 11 again, where he says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. It's Paul saying this, hey, the unfruitful works of darkness, that's an unfulfilled life. It's an unfulfilled direction. You're children of light. So what do you do? You discern the decisions you make. You test the direction you go. Well, why would I do that? Because light, it examines Light can see where it's going. When a believer is walking in the light, they're going to be examining their way. I do this by comparing comparing my way with his plans. This brings to light a great verse, Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I walk as a child of light, I'm going to be examining, examining my way or discerning my steps and my directions. It's like the Solomon wrote to his son, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. I'm going to think about the direction that I'm going. When I'm walking as a child of the light, I'm going to remember that light, it examines. It figures out where am I going? Where is this decision going to take me? I'm discerning. I'm proving that which is acceptable unto the Lord. Number two, notice that light exposes. Light exposes. Verse number 13. Verse 13 of our passage, it says this, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. The word manifest, it means to make known or to make appear. You know what happens is light exposes what's really there. If you've ever tried to get ready in the dark, then you know that to be true. Putting on clothes that don't match, socks that don't match, things that have tears in them or stains on them, You're never going to see that if you get dressed in the dark. Light makes manifest. It exposes. It reveals what's there. I know there have been times when I've gotten ready in the dark. Hannah is still, we have our room connects with a kind of a walk-in closet. We just knocked out a wall and 
made the next room a walk-in closet, and so that works really well. Uh, so we, you know, I don't turn the light on in either of those to get ready sometimes when she's still in bed, or she'll do the same, uh, you know, when I'm still in bed. And there's been times I'll be in there, it'll still be dark, and I'm getting dressed, and you know, grabbing clothes, and, and sometimes I'll just grab them and go into the, one of the kids' bathrooms and get dressed in there or something. But there's been times I'll walk out. One time a couple of weeks ago, I walked out, and I had reached up and grabbed a pair of shoes. And uh, I have a lot of shoes. I don't just have one or two pairs, so I have a lot to choose from. And they have a, shoe, have a shoe rack up on the wall. And so I reached up and grabbed a pair of shoes, and I walked out. And I sat down to put on my exercising shoes, and I looked. I grabbed my golf shoes. <laughs> Man, it's not the exercise I was thinking about. I'd like to go golfing, but at the time, it was like 10 degrees outside, you know? And so I had to get back up and go in there and not turn on the lights, put those shoes up, and find my exercising shoes that I was trying to put on. Well, why did I grab the wrong shoes? I grabbed the wrong shoes because the light wasn't on. It didn't expose what I really needed to see. Well, here's what Paul is saying. Hey, light, it exposes, it makes manifest. Well, what, is, what does it make manifest? Real quick, let me give you a few things that light exposes for the child of God. When we're, when we're walking in light, light exposes darkness in the believer. All right, light is going to expose sin that's in our life. And if I'm going to walk as a child of light, I'm going to allow the light of his word to expose sin that's in my life. You think of 1 John 1, 5, or yeah, 1 John 1, 5, we read this. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Listen, it is impossible to be in darkness and in light at the same time. You can't be in darkness and light. So we say, well, what's a shadow? It's not darkness and light. You can look and you're either in direct light or you're in darkness. In your life and my life, it, I believe the same to be true. I cannot be a believer that's walking in light and walking in darkness. I can't, I can't straddle the fence. I can't be on both sides. And so if I'm going to walk in the light, I'm going to allow his word to expose darkness that's in my life. You think about the prayer that the psalmist prayed in Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Man, the prayer of God, search me. Look inside of me. Preaching a whole series um, in the month of August called Dangerous Prayers. And this is one of them that we're looking at. Search me. What does it mean to pray, God, search me? It's a, it's a dangerous prayer because when you're praying it, man, there's going to be things that God might point out in you that you realize, you know, maybe I need to change this. And you can find conviction in areas that you've never felt conviction before. And if you're going to be walking as a child of the light, then you're going to be allowing the Lord to expose the darkness in your life because light exposes darkness. It exposes the darkness in the believer, but also I want us to see that it exposes darkness in the world. Light exposes darkness in the world or darkness in the culture of the world. <clears throat> You can go, this is spoken about in 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. We won't read it for, for time's sake, but that's the uh, part of it where the, it says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And you can go to uh, John 3, 20 and 21. It says this, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light 
Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest or made known, that they are wrought in God. Uh, Listen, light exposes the darkness in the culture around us. And when you and I are walking in the light, I'll say it this way, when we're walking in the light, people aren't going to be comfortable with their sin. Now, some people will take that and say, oh, well, that that gives me a license then, since I'm walking in the light, gives me a license to point out the sin in other people. You know, and so we're at work, I'm gonna be like, hey, hey, you, you know, I'm saved, don't you know? And I'm gonna point out their sin. The thought does not, this thought does not give us license to point out sin. Rather, it's, I believe, a great thought is this, that the way we live and how we speak and how we conduct ourselves, it causes unbelievers who are in darkness to look over and be like, man, that is, that's so different. That's so foreign to what I'm used to, what I'm accustomed to. And I've never had someone forgive me like that before. I've I've never had someone love me like that before. I've never had someone speak to me kindly like that before. What are we doing? We're being light that's exposing, hey, something is wrong over here in the sin world. In darkness, something's wrong. And because I'm walking in light, God's using that testimony to help expose the darkness in the world, they, they sense the Lord is in your actions and they see that emptiness of their lives. And, and you know what? They want, they want that. It doesn't condone a judgmental spirit. It just simply encourages a godly spirit that says, I'm walking in the light and I want people to understand why I'm walking in the light. So what does light do? It exposes or it makes manifest the darkness that's around it. In your life and in my life, when we are walking as children of the light, we're going to allow that light to expose sin in our life, but then we're going to allow God to use our testimony and to use our walk with him to expose the darkness that's around us. Notice number three, that light, thirdly, it experiences. Light experiences, and I have this thought in parentheses on mine, it experiences his blessing. Notice verse number 14 of Ephesians 5. Verse 14 says this, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. When a believer is walking in light, they're going to be experiencing the blessings of walking in that light. Think about this. There are not too many things that you can experience and have a really, really good time when you are in darkness. I was trying to think about this today, and I thought, well, what about glow-in-the-dark golf? I like doing glow-in-the-dark mini golf. I I have a good time. But then I thought, do you know why I have a good time? Because there's black lights. There's still lights in the area. Brother Robert, they like to have uh, every now and then, they turn the entire church into a Nerf war zone. And they do it with all the teenagers and have Nerf wars. And sometimes they'll turn the, turn the lights out. But you know what they've never done is turn all the lights out. Because then you'd have pandemonium and somebody would go to the hospital. <laughs> Which that's happened before, but not at that activity. You know what? You, there's, there's not a lot of things that you will do in the dark and have a great time doing it. When light comes on, your experience changes. For the believer, 
The challenge is here. If you look at verse number 14 again, when he says, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. For the believer, the challenge is, hey, wake up, stop walking or living with your eyes shut. Stop going through life and not experiencing all that God has in store for you. What you read there, when you read, it says, wherefore he saith, Paul is referencing something that God said. In Isaiah chapter 60, verses one through three, you don't need to turn there, I'll just read it to you. Here's what's said in Isaiah 60, verses one through three. Arise, shine, for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. This was given to the people of Israel, the Lord saying to them, hey, if you'll wake up, and if you'll start living like my children, you will experience some blessings that you have not experienced in a while. The children of Israel, they had a really topsy-turvy relationship with God, didn't they? And it was really up and down. And oftentimes the Lord would say to them, hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. You need to open up your eyes. You're living in darkness, but you could be experiencing the blessings of living in the light. The same is true in your life and mine. When we wake up and walk as children of light, the result is more blessings in our life and then more light from our life. Think about some of the blessings that come to a believer who's already walking in the light. You have them on your handout. I won't go through them all, but just do it quickly. Think about the blessing of peace. Man, when you walk in light, you have the blessing of, being, of having the peace of God. John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Listen, Jesus, he brings peace into our life, and when we walk with him, there's more peace. You think about little Lena when she goes to bed. If I leave a light on, if I leave a light on, it's like the old Motel 6 you know, or Motel 8, whichever one it was. We'll leave a light on for you. If I leave a light on for Lena when she goes to bed, she's able to just go to sleep. Why? There's peace in her heart. She's not concerned. There's peace. Light brings peace. Same thing for the believer. As I walk in the light, man, it's just going to bring peace in my life. You know why a lot of Christians don't have peace? Because they're walking in darkness. It brings peace. It brings fellowship. 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Later, it goes on to say that we have fellowship with him. Man, as I walk in the light, as I walk consumed with uh, my Christian life and consumed with the Lord, man, I'm going to have that fellowship with others and have fellowship with him. Uh, walking in the light brings direction. John 12, 35, Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. While walk, while ye have the light, lest, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. There's a challenge to the believer. Hey, walk in the light. Why? Because you have direction. And when I'm walking in the light, when I'm walking in his light, in the light of his word, and allowing his spirit to direct my life, I'm going to have direction. Light, it brings that direction. Light brings life. John 1, 4, in him was life and the light, or excuse me, and the life was the light of men. Without light, plants die. And without your life, without the light of your life, without the light of Christ, people die. It's true of Jesus, without him, everyone goes to hell, but it's also true of you. 
that without you being the light around people, it could cause someone to die without him. And I struggle to think, and I, I, I still have a hard time with opportunities that I miss to witness. I've told the story, and I'll tell it very quickly. When I was a youth pastor in Lakewood, had a teenage boy get saved at camp. He was, um, a, large, he was a large drug dealer in the area, 14 years old, 14, 15-year-old kid, just caught up in drugs. He got saved. And uh, man, God, God changed him. God worked in his life, and it was awesome to watch. He brought another friend of his that was also into drugs at the age of 15. That kid went to camp with us, received Christ at camp. We came home. On the way home, he said, Brother Dennis, my mom needs to hear everything you just said. Everything we experienced at camp, my mom, my mom needs Jesus. And I remember I came back from that trip, and I had another trip. I was, that was a Friday. I was leaving Sunday night late for another trip. And I remember that he came over on Saturday and said, hey, can you come today? I said, man, I'm not going to be able to come until I get back from this trip. You know what? While I was gone, she died. She died that week. And you know, you know what I've thought is, man, I wonder if my opportunity was that opportunity and I just made an excuse. And I don't know. I don't know if he shared the gospel with her. I don't know if she got saved. I don't know anything that took place. I just know that I look at that situation and I think, man, I might have missed an opportunity. I might have missed an opportunity to walk in the light and affect someone's eternity. That's a hard one. But I wonder how many other opportunities have we missed just simply because we're living in darkness. We're living selfishly. Light, it brings life. And then also, lastly, we have a blessing of light. It reveals God. Light is, reveal, it re, it is revealing God. Think about this, 1 Peter 2, 9, your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation of peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Man, the Lord wants to use you as a child of his walking in, the, in light to show people how good he is, show people how good God is and how great it is to walk with him. In Livermore, California, there is a light bulb it's deemed the world's longest-lasting light bulb. It's been on since 1901. It's an amazing story. 118, almost 119 years, this light bulb has only been turned off a handful of times, and it's still lasting. They even moved it from one building to another. They didn't unscrew it. They simply clipped the wire and in 22 minutes, it was wired back in the new fire station that's in Livermore, California. You can look it up online. It's, a, it's something that people travel to. Thousands of people go. News do reports on this light. And this light is still going 119 years later. You know what? I was telling Hannah about this light earlier today. And here's what she said. She said, Wow. There's something about that light bulb. And when she said that, I thought, that's a great quote. Because when a Christian is walking as a child of light, people are going to look and say, wow, there's something about that light bulb. Wow, there's something about that person. Wow, there's something about that believer. God uses your light to affect the lives of people but not if you're not walking in the light. 
Not if I'm not consistent in that relationship with him. Oh, you can be consistent in going to church. You can be consistent even in just reading the Bible. You can be consistent in right actions, right words. You can be consistent in all the right outer things. But if I'm not consistent in my relationship with the Lord, I'm missing out on walking in the light. And so I want to encourage you, determine, determine to walk this weekend. I'm going to walk as a child of the light. Why? Because of that relationship with him, the light of his word, the light of his, the light of his spirit ministering and working in my life so that I'm not the Christian that's just putting blinders on. You see, we don't lose our salvation and go back completely in darkness. We're a Christian who chooses to walk in darkness rather than light. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.